Well, Chris, it's about time. It's about time. We're we, going to milk that thing for all time. We are back. <laughs> Session number three with our series called About Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some really good feedback with the first uh, couple of sessions. Hmm. And um, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about these next couple of sessions. Um, let's do a bit of a review mm-hmm. first before we get into some new material. Um, you've based the, the whole session uh, or series here on Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. It says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Mm. Um, the last two sessions, we talked a bit about principles that we can use to make the most of our time. Uh, four principles specifically. Can you mm. review those briefly here in, in a few words and and get us up to speed again before yeah. we dive in? Yeah. So the, the specifics of this class are based around four principles, four tools, and four habits. So last last time we talked about the four principles and 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 maybe the four principles is a bit too specific because I'm sure there's more, right? And and there's some that are sort of implicit and there's, in fact, I know there's a lot more that that we could we could say, um, but just for the sake of simplicity and and having something to start with, these are the four that, that that I've I use. So the first one is don't use your brain to remember things or stop trying to use your brain to remember things. Um, we need more than just our memory, and uh, even if we do have a good memory, we're still putting a big load on our brain to rely on it and mm-hmm. and. The part of our brain that we're using to try to remember things is not as as free to engage, to think, to process, to be present with people, things like that. So that's that's the first principle. The second one is we need to budget our time the way that we budget our money. Mm-hmm. So the way we budget our money or the way we should is that we decide ahead of time what we're going to do with it. And we need to do the same thing with our time. Um, and and then the the third principle is put the big rocks in first. So that sort of fits in with that budgeting idea. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that we we shouldn't prioritize our schedule, but that rather we should schedule our priorities. And that's something mm. Stephen Stephen Covey said in in uh, in his book Seven Habits of of Highly Effective People. So we we need to be able to figure out what is important for us to do, and then s- schedule time for that ahead of time. And then the little things, the less important things, can fit in around that. And then the fourth principle is just fight distraction. And mm-hmm. and especially in our day, uh, where distraction is is far more present, far more pervasive than it, than it's ever been. At, I think at any time in human history, mm-hmm. using our time well means that we we fight distraction. It's not a question of whether we whether distraction is going to be a, an enemy or not. It's just whether we're going to fight it or not. Mm-hmm. Those are the four principles. Great. Um, we're now diving into four tools. Four tools. I'm really excited about this. I've been looking into different types of tools, um, electronically speaking, and um, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Um, can you give us a bit of an introduction to these tools? Certainly. Um, there, the real value of doing this material in this way is that we have some time to soak it in. The Perhaps part of the if there's a downside, it's that we're going to hear about the tools tonight and then it's going to be another week before we hear about the habits, which is really, here's what you do with your tools. Mm. But, but hopefully this, people are going to fill in some blanks and and kind of figure out how some of this works. 
Um, but the idea is that we need tools. Uh, if, if we're not relying on our brain, solely our brain, to remember everything, to, to process everything, to decide, um, you know, to just have everything working up in our, up in our brain. If we're not going to do that, uh, then, then we need to use tools. And so the question is, what sort of tools should we use? How should we use them? Um, and those will be some of the things that, that we talk about tonight. I, um, uh, I've shared in, in the first week, you know, how frustrated I was for years uh, with my terrible memory and, you know, constantly saying to people, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot, I legitimately did. Um, but where, you know, I, I, I broke trust with people, I lost opportunities uh, to, to build relationship with people, I, uh, I, I hurt people hmm. a lot. And so when I started actually, uh, actually using tools, and it came from a necessity where I, I was working a job and, um, and people, re- I was working, it was a, a maintenance job at a Christian school and, and it grew into some other things. By the end, I was doing a lot of cool stuff with the students, but, um, initially maintenance and, and people really liked me for the first few weeks because if they asked me to do something, I would just go do it. And, and my boss, if they asked him to do something, it might wait weeks or months. Mm-hmm. So, so people would say like, man, Chris doesn't let the moss grow under his feet. If you want something done, ask him. The problem was, though, is my boss would have to come to me and say, Chris, like you left this half finished and you left this half finished and, you know, mm-hmm. because, um, people would ask me to do something. I would just go do it. And uh, I was kind of like that guy at the tire shop I talked about mm-hmm. the first week. So I had to start to figure out that if someone was to ask me to do something, well, so, so this was the process then is, is I would say, well, you know, what? I actually need to finish what I'm doing right now. But then guess what would happen? Completely forget what they asked. And we had some pretty bad systems in place. You know, we should have had a good request system and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, my life changed when I started carrying around a notebook. And, um, and then after that, my, my, uh, my brother gave me his old Palm Pilot that I carried around and, and simply writing stuff down. Um, and, and it really, really, uh, made a difference, but, but the, the Palm Pilot, um, what was it, was a quite a level up from the notebook because it could actually remind me. And so that's one of the things we'll talk about tonight with these tools. Um, you can use paper and pen for these tools, or you can use an electronic version with these tools. I really advocate for electronic versions. Mm. And for some people, that's obvious. For some people, it's like, well, of course. I have a smartphone. It has a calendar and a task manager and notes. And why would I not use that? The reason I, I, I bring it up, though, is I've been surprised at the people who have, and, and, and people of all ages who have carried around a smartphone for years, and I show them how to use it to remind them of something that they need to do. And they're like, what this does that um or i i show them how to use the calendar and that it can remind you half an hour before you need to be somewhere <laughs> so that you don't have to be worried about remembering because mm-hmm. this does it you're remembering for you and like, it, it does that so um that's one of the big benefits of electronic tools is that it it does your reminding for you mm. and this will come up in a little bit when we talk about the specific tools but if your tool is just paper and pen it's better than nothing, but you still have to remember to check it. If you have an appointment book, unless you work in one spot all the time. So like I know a, a Cal Newport, who's, who's written some of the books I've referenced. He has all his stuff in, in a paper book, but that's because with his job, he's at a desk all the time. So it's just, he can just, it's right there. But if you're at all mobile 
And if you're at all trying to use these tools to organize your personal life as well as your work life, which I really advocate for, then having a tool that can remind you ahead of time, mm -hmm. hey, this is coming up, get ready to leave or, or things like that is, is really valuable. So uh, I've, I've had some people say before, even some, some younger people say, oh, I, I just love the feel of paper. I say, well, that's great, but I really don't love the feel of you forgetting to do things if, mm -hmm. I've, if you've told me you're going to do them. I don't love the feel of you showing up late because you just forgot. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds a little snarky, but the, the truth is your love for paper needs to take a back seat to being a dependable person. Mm -hmm. And if your paper system isn't working out for you in terms of you being a reliable person, a trustworthy person, and a person whose life is full of good works then you need to use tools that are actually going to do some of that reminding and, and for you. And I think, maybe the last thing I'll say about mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. I think we should recognize just how privileged we are. In the past, um, only you know, really wealthy CEOs could afford to have a digital, or an assistant rather, who would tell them, you have a three o'clock coming up. And... And today we all have that. Almost all of us have that in our pocket. A tool that can tell us you have something coming up at three. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. So I better start shutting this down, right? You know, and um, so that we're on time and we're not late and all that kind of stuff. And again, some of us can do that in our heads, um, but we we have access to to some really powerful tools that that can do a lot of our, our remembering for us and our reminding for us. Hmm. And and I think unless. <laughs> Unless we are an extremely unique person with some extremely unique reasons not to, uh, I think um, we'd be very unwise to, to not take advantage of those tools. Would you say that most people carry around a cell phone or a smartphone these days? Is, is that a common thing or is there a fair number of people, I guess even I'm looking at Nipwin, um, are there a lot of people that still don't? The ma I think the majority of us do. Yeah. And in, and in all age demographics. Hmm. Um, now, I understand there's some people who are past the age where they're going to successfully be able to learn how to use digital tools well. But typically, if you're at that point, you're... I don't know how to, how to word this nicely, but a lot of this material isn't going to be relevant to you at that point. Mm -hmm. So if this material is relevant to you, um, if you're still in that stage of life where, where this using your time well is relevant to you, for most people, not for everyone, but for most people, there's going to be some capacity um, to, to use a, a digital tool well. Um, but again, there's exceptions, but I, I, I've met some people who, um, I've, yeah, I've met enough people who try to think they're the exception when there would be a lot of benefit to them and to the people around them if they would, if they would take some time and it does take a little bit of time but 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 to take some time to learn how to use some of these really uh valuable digital tools hmm. let's dive into the first digital tool yeah so again tool because you will because well, you can do this with paper pen but but the 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 first tool is just notes and mm -hmm. and and this is notes for capture and review um and Capture the idea of capture is, is just is just the idea that when you have something that comes to your mind, 
um, that you have a place to, to just put, write it down right away. And for some of us who have really short term memories, um, this is more urgent than others. But again, I think for, as I've argued in the past, I think this is more important for more of us than, than we might think. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea with notes is that you have just a general place where if you need to remember something, it goes there. We're going to talk in a little bit about the fact that some of that information that we need to remember might fit into a few different categories. Mm-hmm. So there's something we, we need to remember. It might be a task that mm-hmm. we need to do. And that's going to go to our task manager, which is or, or a task list or a to-do list that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. If it's an appointment we need to remember, that's going to go to, on our calendar. But for many people... And, and, and I think for a lot of us today are if so, for example, th- this happens to me in, in my work very often. And I think it happens to a lot of people where I might be in a situation like this, let's say, where I'm talking to someone, I'm having a conversation and something pops up in my mind. It's like, oh, I got to do that. And I don't have the time. It's, it's not polite to take the time to say, sorry, just one moment. And I, you know, let's say pull up my phone or I go to my calendar and I write down, you know, um, and I put in all the details. I just got to get, got to get fast. So notes just means it's a place to just, you put it down and, and what you're going to do is you're going to review it later. And that's one of the habits we're going to talk about. But when something comes to my mind, it goes into my notes. Um, and I use an application on my phone, it goes into my notes right away. And whether it's a task, whether it's going to be a calendar appointment, whether it's remember to call this person or remember to read this thing or get this ready for the meeting or text this person or, or whether it's just an idea, like, cause you know, I might have an idea like, oh, that's something we could do. If I need to remember it, it goes into my notes right away. Hmm. Um, one of the problems with using paper notes in this way is, is that um, as, as we're going to talk about with, with notes, there's capture and then there's review. And there's going to be a time where you're going to look at all those notes that you've recorded. And then you're going to say, okay, this goes on my to-do list. This goes in my calendar. This goes over here in this place where I keep ideas. Um, and with paper, if you don't have that paper with you, um, then, then, then you can't do that. And, and I, 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 again, a, a notepad can only be in one place at one time. It also, if it goes through the wash, it's wrecked and I've had that happen. Mm. So the great thing with, with digital tools with most of them today is, is that they sync up. And so any tool that I'm going to use for notes, it needs to sync from mobile to my desktop so that I'm, I'm, I can grab my phone, write down the note. And then later when I'm sitting at my computer, that's where I do my, my, my planning. So then I can see all the notes that I've taken. If my phone goes through the wash or if I forget it somewhere, which has happened, it's unlikely, but um, then I'm going to, I still have all my notes there at my desktop. So syncing between mobile and desktop is really important. Hmm. Um, Or for example, I can be working on my computer and have a thought that comes to mind that I need to remember. And so instead of getting diverted to go pursue it right then, I just, I can take the note at my desktop then later on that day, if I'm meeting someone at Tim's for coffee because the pandemic is over um, and they're late, then I can pull up my phone and take those few minutes to 
process some of those notes and say, mm -hmm. oh, that's going to go over here. That's going to go on my calendar. So syncing between mobile and desktop is, is, uh, is really valuable. Um, but again, notes, it, you can do just a notepad and just keep it with you at all times. Mm -hmm. That's better than nothing. If that's where you start, then that's great. To throw a lifeline to those, uh, out to those who uh, just refuse to use technology, um, are there systems out there where they can have a notepad that gears to a whole bunch of different lists and, and tasks that they could do all in one spot? Or are there systems out there for that? Have you come across this like, like a digital system or a paper uh, no, system? No, paper system. Have you come across that? There, cer there certainly uh, are several. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, they're better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so like Michael Hyatt has the, he's got the, is it called the focus planner that he uses? Michael Hyatt used to be CEO of Thomas Nelson Books and he sort of has now built a whole career around this kind of stuff that we're talking about. And, and so he sells one and there's, there are some, there's some people who they say that their paper system is just as good. Um, again, I think it depends on the type of work you do. Mm -hmm. So Cal Newport, you know, he's always working in this one spot. Paper works for him. Mm -hmm. Paper would not work for me, but there are some paper systems out there okay. that, that nope. do work. That's good to know. So if somebody's out there that refuses to get an Apple uh, phone or computer, don't blame you, or um, a Samsung phone or an Android phone. Um, I wouldn't blame them for that. <laughs> there are things that you can get as well, um, but we will talk about um, technology a bit here today as well. That's the focus. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, again, paper's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, with our devices, we have a lot of this really good stuff built in. So, for example, if if you if you have uh, an iPhone and a, and a Macintosh computer, which you should. Uh, sorry, we're just going to be throwing bars back, <laughs> back and forth. Built into it is the Notes app. And and, yep. and you turn on iCloud and, and it works that way. So you take a note on your phone, it's on your computer. Mm -hmm. You take a note on your computer, it's on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't actually use that. I use a tool called OneWriter. So it's, it's the number one and then the word writer. Um, I don't know if they have an Android app, but it syncs with Dropbox. So... The, the, what's really great about OneWriter is it's designed for this idea. You, you, you pull out your phone, you open that app, and it, it automatically creates a new note for you. You save it, boom, and then it uploads it to your Dropbox folder. Um, another app that I'm, I'm, I think that they have an Android app as well um, is, is called Drafts, which is kind of built for this as well. You open it up, hmm. blank slate, new note. Um, so this is what you'd use if you're trying to capture information exactly. on your computer on your phone so that it also goes to your computer. Exactly. Okay. And, and quick capture. Uh, Cause again, many of these, these ideas, especially um, if, if you need to write them down quick, if you're in the middle of a conversation with someone, it's a lot um, easier to say, um, do you mind just need to quickly write something down and just pull out your phone, tap the app, it boom, opens up to a new note. You draw the three or four words that you're going to need to remember, click, put it back in your pocket. And it doesn't take that long. Mm. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a ton of really great note keeping apps out there. I, I also use an app on iPhone and Mac called Keep It. Um, really valuable. I use that for for more long term storage of my notes. That the ones that I need to remember and and ideas. I have folders for different areas of my life and ministry. Evernote is very popular. I've used that in the past. Evernote. Um, 
Just just to, to say, clarify, keep it is very different than Google keeps. Okay. There's there is uh, uh, lists and and notes. I think they have the same kind of idea. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. But sounds like it's different though. Okay. Different app is it, it, it is my system. It's a different app. It is. It is certainly. I suspect. OneNote is a, a Microsoft app that that's cross-platform. Um, there's there's tons. I mean, there's tons of great Note apps. But to me, the secret of a really great Note app is it lets you it lets you open it up and create a new Note almost instantly. Boom! It's right there. Um, and then you are able to then um, have it on your desktop. Uh, another one I'll mention that I, I used to use for, for quite a bit of time is called Captio. So it's like the word caption without an N at the end. Uh, Captio. And what it does is it, same kind of thing, you open up the app, it's a blank slate, just ready to go with a new note. When you hit save, it sends that to yourself as an email. So oh, yeah. there's a way where it's, again, you can get it on your desktop later or wherever it is because it just goes to your email inbox. And... Um, that's a good way to get a lot of emails, would it not? So it it, it depends how you use email, uh, and and we can we can uh, we'll talk about that later. How to because clearing out your email inbox is is, is part of one of the habits. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, there's some ideas, some suggestions, but a good note tool, whether it's a digital app or something, is just just quick boom, it's there. If you if it's an app and you have to tap on this and then tap on this and then tap on this. It's not very effective. So an effective note app lets you get in, write your stuff down, put it back in your pocket. You haven't taken up more time with the person you're with or the job you're doing or whatever. And then later on, because of the habit you're going to develop and that we're going to talk about because it's going to be in your calendar, you're going to take some time to process those notes and then put them where you need to go. Are there some um, apps specifically for capturing information that work best at integrating, say, with um, an Apple product or I, I'm, I might be stretching it here, but for Android products as well? Well, most of the ones I've mentioned here are kind of Apple-centric. But uh, yeah, I mean, go on the, you know, search on Google or in the Play Store or whatever, and and uh, yeah, I mean I'm not very familiar with uh, with with Android the Android app world, but yeah, I know these things do exist. So yeah. So anyways, notes capture and the the phrase that so in his book Getting Things Done, which was one of the really important productivity books, David Allen talks about the ubiquitous capture device, and the idea is by ubiquitous is that it's everywhere. So that wherever you are, you've got a capture device. So if, again, if that's a Moleskine notebook or a notebook, whatever it is, it's with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what I like about digital is it because of this, this, the way it syncs is I can capture on my phone, review it on my computer and vice versa. I'm pretty sure um, Android products already have this, but I haven't really looked into it. I'm not really big on productivity stuff. And I, I doubt that Apple has so far, but has, okay. <laughs> has it come to the point where somebody is able to take a note and it automatically, your, your device is smart enough to say, this is for a calendar appointment. This is good for tasks. Do we have that type of technology yet? They're starting to, there's a couple of AI uh, applications that, that kind of work in, in that way. Um, I don't trust them yet, mm-hmm. so I, I like, yeah, I, I like having that 
ability to decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things too with capture, maybe we'll mention this is is what's really great. A lot of guys used to use just the note the note to self thing, and 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 that's a great way of doing it too. So there's vo- on, on on our smartphones, we have the ability to do voice capture. So with 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 an Apple device, you can you can say, "Hey Siri, take a note," and it will do that. It will it will take that note for you. And, and transcribe your voice into into text. So I can do that with my watch, or or whatever. Um, and and again, I'm I'm sure I won't make a joke here, but I'm sure I'm sure that that exists on on cross platform. And so to to be able to to just speak a note is even faster than typing, and and is really is really great. Hey Google, take a note. You've proven my point, man. <laughs> Question is, what's the note? Okay, so there you go. There you go. Cool. So, anyways, notes. The, po- the idea with notes, get it out of your head onto paper or onto a device mm-hmm. as fast as you can so you can keep doing what you're doing and it's going to remember for you. Perfect. Um, let's move on to number two. Yeah. Calendar. This a calendar. So, notes are for capture and review. A calendar is for scheduling and for planning. And there's some people that are listening. They're like, really? You're telling me to use a calendar? Of course I'm going to use a calendar. Of course. Um, with, with my generation and younger. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm about as old as a millennial can get and still be counted a millennial. So millennials um, and, and even some people that are older than millennials. I've been surprised at, um, at their lack of good use of a calendar. So a calendar has got to be the original productivity tool and super important. So the idea there is that if you need to remember something and if it has a a date that it needs to be remembered on, you can see it on your calendar so that your calendar becomes, and this is a kind of a productivity phrase, but it becomes the single source of truth. And I'm not using truth in a theological sense there, but just it becomes a single source of information of what you need to be doing at on a given time at a given day. So that if I say, hey, Curtis, do you want to do this on Saturday? That you can give me an accurate answer. And that you're not going to say, oh, yeah, sure. And then get to Saturday and realize, oh, actually, I said, oh, yeah, sure, to four or five people. Mm-hmm. And what do I do now? Right? Not that I've ever done that. Um, now, me neither, Chris. You may not do that right at the moment so you may so here's what i do if someone says hey chris can can we can can you do this on saturday i'll say let me write it down i got my device i take a note because i know that i'm going to review that note soon enough that then i can give them an answer um or right then i may just if if we've got time if it's a bit more you know if not if i'm not in a in a crazy rush or something I'll open up my calendar app and I'll look and I'll say, doesn't look like it. Sure. And we can schedule it in right then. Mm. But if it has a due date and if it's something you need to do or need to remember or a place you need to be, goes on your calendar. Great thing with the digital calendar, like I've said earlier on, it will remind you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've all had that experience. It's like, oh, I was supposed to be somewhere half an hour ago and I totally forgot. That's where a paper calendar or even a desk planner, unless you're remembering to check it assiduously, which you still have to remember to, whereas uh, 
digital device is going to go half an hour. You set up your notification, right? Half an hour. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. So I need to start transitioning to that now. For some people, it comes naturally. For some of us, it doesn't. Hmm. Can you change the uh, alarm or the um, reminder uh, time before you have an appointment? Well, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. where you want to customize that, mm-hmm. right? So I know um, a lot of calendars today, digital calendars, um, like Google Calendar, a lot of people use, mm-hmm. um, even like people who, who have iPhones use Google Calendar. Makes sense to me. Well, um, what what and with it or with Apple Calendar, you, you can put in travel time. And then say, alert me 15 minutes before I need to leave. So you, you can you can set it up however you want. Hmm. Whether it's a five-minute thing, whether on 9 o'clock of the day that you have to do something, you get all your notifications at once. You, you, can, you can set it up different ways. Mm-hmm. But the idea with the, a well-done calendar is that you can look at it on a given day and say, that's what I'm doing on that day. Hmm. Um, Lord willing, or mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. and that there's not a whole bunch of things that you're just thinking, oh yeah, on that day I need to do this and this and this, but it's just, boom, it's there. And then a calendar also becomes super important for planning, and that's going to be one of the habits that we talk about, but planning your weeks, planning your days, that your calendar becomes a map that you, that you use to guide your use of time. So very important. What kind of uh, recommended calendars do you have for us? Yeah, well, I mean, there's Google. The two big players here are Google Calendar and then just the built-in Apple calendars or iCloud calendars, right? Um, iCloud or Apple, whatever um, you want to you want to refer to it. So I prefer, like, and honestly, I know we trade barbs. Yeah, I prefer Apple for for the one reason is that they don't make money off your data, right? So Google and Apple have two different. This is a little bit of a rabbit trail. They have two different business models. Google makes money off of your data hmm. by selling advertisements to advertisers hmm. and 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 they use your data to give targeted advertisements to you. That's how Google makes their money. Apple makes money off of selling you a product and they don't have a financial interest in your data. Um, they, they, at least in the sense that they don't, they're not selling advertisements. And so... Um, so there's a difference there. So that's one of the reasons why I prefer I prefer Apple. Um, but I, I did use Google Calendar for years. We still use it here in the church office for a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both they're both pretty much just as good. Mm-hmm. Great. There's third party applications you can use with those services. Mm. Some of the really good ones you have to pay for. So I use an application called Fantastical, um, and it's a it's an iOS app. It's about fifty dollars a year to use, but it's really worth it. Hmm. So, one of the things you realize with the tools, depending on how seriously you want to use them, the better tools cost money. Hmm. Um, for me, it's not a question of whether it's worth it or not, though. But if you've you know you can use just the the built in built in calendar tools really well. So, what do those third party apps do for you if you already have a calendar? Uh, they pre- they present the calendar in a maybe a clearer, easier to see way. They have a maybe a quicker way of inputting in information. So like with Fantastical, you you can do natural language input. So mm. you can say lunch with Curtis Thursday noon. Enter and it's going to put put all of that. And so natural language input works really well. I also this is for, for people who do um, 
similar work, whether it's desk work or office work or, or that kind of thing, I have a big calendar on my wall here, super valuable just to be able to look up and, and you know, count weeks or whatever. Um, and I'll write some information on there, but see the problem with, again, the problem with just a paper calendar on your wall is what happens when you're away from that location. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it can be a, a, you can copy information onto it, but it shouldn't be where your main stuff is found. Hmm. So yeah, calendars really, in some ways it's so simple. And, and I know that, you know, there was a generation that they just, they use calendars and they use them well, but I've been surprised at, at people who, who, who don't. So yeah, calendars is a mega important tool that you can say, here's what I'm going to do on this day. You can give people an answer when they ask, can, can you do this for me or that for me, or can you come over or whatever? Mm. And, uh, and you're not one of those people who's constantly double booking yourself. Perfect. So we've done, the first one is notes where we capture, um, the ideas. What was the second part of that? Capture and review. Capture and review. Can't even read my own writing. Number two is the calendar where we're doing scheduling and planning. Number three, Chris. Yeah. So third tool is a task list and, and there's different words you can use a to-do list or a task manager or whatever, but it's a task list for to-dos and, and, and projects. So, um, this is where the, th the things that we need to do go. Now, um, I'm going to talk here in a little bit, uh, actually I'll make a, I'll make a note here. Um, you can make a note on my phone here if you I, like. I could, I'm kind of breaking my rules here by writing a paper note, hey? <laughs> but yeah, actually this is often, maybe I'll mention this going back to the notes thing. When I'm in a meeting, I actually do this almost exclusively, but then as soon as the meeting's done, whatever's here, you know, so, um, yeah, so so it's I don't just I don't leave the information here. Um, I, I one of the reasons I invested in an iPad with the pencil so I can write, but then it's there and I can get it on any of my devices. But yeah, in, in a face-to-face -face meeting, um, and I, yeah, I will often have have a pad of paper and, and can can jot stuff mm -hmm. down. It's it's a lot more social that way. But then as soon as the meeting's done. I'm scanning that piece of paper or copying it into my phone or whatever. Yep. Anyways, uh, to do. So the idea here is that, um, you should never need to ask the question, what should I be, what should I do next? Because, um, the things that you need to do have been put into a system, a, a, a to-do list or to, or a, a task manager where there's multiple lists and it records them for you. And then if you've set it up properly, which we'll talk about in, in the habits, your to-do list does that for you and it, it, it uh, tells you what you need to do. And, um, that's where you manage the different things that you need to do and assign priorities to them, group things into projects, lists, all that kind of stuff. Many people, um, there's kind of two things that two main things that people will often, if they're going to do this, that they're going to use instead of, uh, of a to-do list is they're going to use email or a calendar or their notes. And, and I don't think your to do should stay in your notes simply because the, let me work through. Here's why you shouldn't use all three of those for your to do's. 
if your to-dos are in your notes, there's, there's not an effective way to structure like, here's what should happen next. And then after that, this should happen. And then this or, or things like that. It's just sort of all there. So that's why your notes are good for capture and review. And then you can have some folders for long-term storage, but a, a real to-do list and a, or a good task manager is invaluable for being able to properly organize things mm-hmm. and assign due dates to them and so forth. Your calendar isn't necessarily the best place for it. Although I'll talk in a minute that, that your to-do list should tie into your calendar. But I know some people where if they have to do something, they'll just create an appointment on their calendar. That can work. Uh, but what do you th- what 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 do you think some of the some of the neg- negatives of that might be? It's uh, my suspicion would be when the urgent but not important come up, and all of a sudden you're getting taken away from what you really should be doing. Certainly, so that that that, that can that can definitely happen. Um, here's here's one of the one of the the realities that we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, with when we get to the habits is that. When you plan a day or a week, it almost never goes according to plan. And so if you have some things on your to-do list and you don't get around to them, your to-do list needs to be able to tell you, here's the things you didn't do. Because that happens regularly, routinely. And if you just have it as an item on your calendar, then, so let's say I put on my calendar today at 10 a.m., um, you know, go, I don't know, do this thing. And I don't actually do it. When I get to tomorrow, I'm greeted with a blank slate of my calendar. There's nothing in that system that's saying, Hey, you didn't do that thing yesterday. So I would have to do the extra step of going back and scanning my calendar from yesterday and saying, Oh, I didn't do that. didn't do that. Copying over. Whereas a good task list, it's going to right away say these things are overdue. And, um, so that's where a good task list is better than a calendar. Hmm. And, and, and finally, here's why I really don't think email is a good task list. Many people do that. They send emails to themselves of the things they need to do, and they just work from their email. Hmm. Can, can you guess it? Maybe why that's not an optimal idea. Uh, to me, it just seems really impractical, Chris. Right. <laughs> and here's why. Because other people are constantly adding things to your task list every time they send you an email. And, and then you, it's getting, things get buried under all kinds of irrelevant information. And, um, it's just, it's, it's very, it's a very impractical way Mm -hmm. of clearly seeing what you have to do, being able to arrange it in lists and put due dates on it. It's just, it, it doesn't really work. So a good task list is, is going to, um, a good task list is going to, be, you're going to be able to put things in there that you need to do, or, or maybe a project task or task manager or things like that. You know, put the things you need to do, organize it by lists. So maybe you've got a list for um, things around the house, a list for like personal things, a list for your work things, um, or maybe several different areas. So for me, I've got a list for several different areas of responsibility. In fact, I. I think people might hyperventilate if they knew how many different lists I actually have because I'll have I have groups of lists. So I have a you know in the Christian education world, then I've got a bunch of different lists of different ideas and projects and things to do, and in the 
you know, board development. I've got dit lists of this year and then next year. And then, you know, so lists can be used to really forecast things. You get an idea and it's like, I want to do... Now, not everyone's in the, the kind of work that I do, but even if it's just, um, man, just around the house, I have a few lists for around the house, you know, here's short-term things I want to do around the house and here's long-term things I want to do around the house and here's things I need to do this weekend. Um, here's um, ideas for things to do with my family on summer vacation, hmm. um, right? So these this productivity stuff isn't just about work, it's about effective relationships right and Mm -hmm. um i'm someone who i'll get a great idea and then it's gone and so and i think maybe more of us are like that than 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 we might think so a place to have these lists things you need to remember and you can organize them and give due dates to them is, is is really important